That was the original lineup of Gender Reassignment Sledgehammer, Maddie, Matisse, and Matthew, the trio that, in this DJ's opinion, actually cared about transgender grindcore enough to base their work on show tunes. Owl-eared listeners will notice that this version of 76 Thrombosis is not the original cut from debut album Paint Your Weapon, but the re-recording featured on Island of Misfit Boys that earned this trio their special Most Improved Tony Award, which, let's face it, is a pretty good award to get. Thanks once again to all of the listeners calling in tonight to welcome us back on the air. As always, my name's Anison, and you're listening to Better Radio. In the deep, dark, distant future, long after the Earth's collapse, the human government seeks the truth of what went wrong. To find out, they commission archaeo-astronomer ships to travel the stars in search of Frequency Earth. Manned by radio astronomer Jeffrey Lutz, who could have been a doctor if he just applied himself, and joined by Sheldon, a Space Amigo 2200 series with more sharp edges than good sense. We join the Jeff now, after hours. Why don't we just set course for Earth until the transmissions stop? We catch less broadcast, find out what happened to Earth, and go home early. Look at the sector we're in. We're nowhere near the source of the signals. But it'd be worth the trip if we found an answer. What, you've got somewhere else to be? Well, not as such. Not while I'm synced to the ship, anyway. What's that mean? Only Sheldon's personality and behavioral matrix are stored locally. So, if you left the ship? I'd retain a certain universal skill set, of course. Dusting, word processing, processing dust into ink, and so on. I never thought of that. It's reasonable. Keeps production costs down, I bet. And to make sure that your space amigo is useful no matter where you go. As long as your local Quimby Robotics Data Cloud subscription hasn't lapsed, of course. So why do you care if we ever complete our mission? I've heard this is a substantial bonus for the archaeoastronomer ship that finds the answer. Yeah, they gotta have something to get cadets to sign up for this miserable job. Approach you in boot camp. Third day. Ugh. That's why they stick us out here. So Command can get all kinds of other data before they get their answer. If they're even really looking for it. Computer, what's the exact wording of the search orders, under the heading of qualifying for the grand prize? I'm afraid I can't tell you, Jeffrey. That's ridiculous. I've seen the document. Just read that clause. You might have scrolled to the bottom, but I'm not sure you read it. Of course I read it. Who would sign a contract they didn't read? The Jeffrey, if I were to read the clause to you at a normal conversational speed... That's fine. You would be 79 years of age before I finish reading. What? It is a very long document. But my life. I don't have time for that. How could anyone? Admittedly, it's a design flaw. We could put you into cryosleep and play it through the learning tracks. But then you wouldn't learn things like the language of Chinese. Well, maybe we should do that then, the next time I'm under. What would I need Chinese for? We're speaking Chinese right now. (laughs) What? You think I'm going to fall for that? You already had your prank for the day. (laughs) Yeah, that'll wash off. I'm serious, though, about the language of Chinese, I mean. It's so natural to you that you must not have noticed. Huh. Does that mean my journal is in the language of Chinese? Huh. All right. It's almost banier. I'm going to sleep on that one. See you tomorrow, Sheldon. Good night, boss. Big day tomorrow. Big day? What? Roman Catholicism is just a front for a parasitic race of big hats. Mr. Tiger, why do you cry all the time? I just have tons of feelings, it's just tons of feelings. Mustache on snake!
Are you ready to double your money? Yes, double my money. Here's a Wendy with the tail mustaches. Whoa. Pick your mustache. Oh, hold on, Carl. That means that Jason Watanabe is going to use a card. Jason Watanabe? Oh. <laughs> I use a reverse. Oh. Reverse! Not mustache on snake, snake on mustache. You get 1,000 points for every snake that is attached to your mustache each snake hunt. Very spicy. Here's Wendy with the snakes. Start the clock now. Ow. That's Ow. one snake, Ow. one second. Two snakes, Ow. three snakes, two snakes, so three seconds, four seconds. Because he was fictional, he was thought to be the god least capable of doing any real harm. Oh my god. You guys will not believe what Zarathustra just spit. Need to act now before our supplies run out. I'm in. Me too. Excellent. I brought the plans that my team has been working on for the past several weeks. I recognize this building. There's food there? Water? We can breathe the air? Of course. Then it's settled. The four of us will represent our tribes in a journey to the surface of the Earth. Nice day. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. Ah, feels like I'm getting a jump on the day already. Computer, open ship's log. New entry. Day six in the Manitok constellation. Ship's what now? Uh, open ship's log. Log not found. Uh, open ship's log book. Log book not found. What fresh hell is this? Sheldon! What's up? About the ship's log. Knew it? The log, the chronicle of our journey. The record of our travels. Chiefly useful in the event that we're stranded or destroyed. Doesn't ring a bell. Also a ready-made source of publishable memoirs in the event of a successful voyage. Yeah, that does sound useful. What the hell was that? I was preparing the ship's log. I didn't want to bore you with all the programming details since your remaining life is apparently such a commodity. Just say it again. Ha! You're dealing with a master of audio reconstruction and interpolation. Computer. Reverse that clip. Slow it down and play it back. Slower. Slower. Slower still. Huh. Play that again? Oh, and reverse it. He's pretty broad-shouldered. It's probably safe to refer to the Jeff as Buxom. He is a Buxom man. Except, on the cover, we could just make him blonde and a woman. Also, implement an automatic find-replace filter so that instead of the Jeff, his name is Susan. And let's replace any reference to transmissions. Okay, how about we don't change anything? We record an accurate portrayal of events as they happen? I don't think anyone's gonna be interested in that. What's today's date? Start each new entry with the date. And then, the Jeff sat right down at his console and prepared to analyze a new bunch of transmissions a static-filled bridge from his sound system. No, yes, I understand what you're saying, and even to some extent why you're saying it. I just don't understand why you're saying it to me. Dude, 
We're gonna sell so many Bibles. Welcome to Round Pizza, home of the roundest pizza in town. Are you picking up or placing an order? I'm thinking of buying a pizza. Well, you're in the right place. Uh, what's it gonna be? Oh, I, I couldn't say. I'm just in the market, you know? Take your time. Let me know when you're ready. That's it? That's what? Well, well, that's your pitch? What pitch? Show me around the sales floor. Tell me about the latest models. Make me a deal. Haven't you heard of salesmanship? I've heard of it. Well, I see how it is. Okay, just tell me this much. Have the O9s come in yet? Nines? All of our pizzas have an even number of slices. Now you're talking. I don't even know how you cut a pizza to get an odd number of slices. See, that's pride in your products. No, no, it's, it's just like you, you cut something in half and then again... <laughs> okay, 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 don't go blinding me with science, as they say. Uh, I can't be expected to know all your industry jargon. Jargon? Let's just put this in terms we can all understand. These pizzas here, they're all this year's model. I guess. Look, see the sign? We bake our dough every day. Excellent. But we've been doing it every day for 23 years. You see the other sign? Every day for 23 years. <laughs> you drive a hard bargain, friend. Ah, excuse me, dude. Thanks for calling Round Pizza, home of... Oh, hey, Ralph. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Extra large, half Hawaiian, half pesto and artichoke, light on the cheese. Got it. It'll be around in half an hour. Okay, I'm going to play it straight with you. I came in here looking to buy, and I'm willing to close a deal today if the price is right. Now my family's in the Tahoe, and I need to look good. So I just saw you close that deal, and we both know that you have the authority to get me out of here with one hot box of pizza. So you'd like to place an order? Let's just say I want something reliable, nothing too flashy. How about this? Sausage. Something in a family size? It's a number 12, right there on the menu, sir. Oh, <laughs> I've never paid full sticker price in my life. Uh, if you have a coupon, I could give you a free bag of salad. Son, if I were half my age, I wouldn't be any taller. It's the best I can do, sir. Oh, really? Well, maybe I'll just take my business elsewhere. I can recommend a pizzeria across town, sir. <laughs> too shrewd, too shrewd. Okay, the number 12 it is. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cots and dogs, step right up for your perch at the entrance to Leveling and Blank's fantastic Circus on the Air. That's right, Blank and Leveling's Radio Circus. Put your dollar down with Debbie here. Don't forget your ticket sign right this way. Watch your step. That is a one-way turnstile, man. Fellas, hold on to your hats and ladies, hold on to your fellas as we are about to enter the Radio Hall of Wonders. Some would call it a freak show, but around here we just say don't feed the freaks. I mean it, son. Keep that Cracker Jack to yourself. It just gets tangled in the beard of Suzette, the bearded lady. Hey, a doll looking sharp as ever. Suzette may be the wildest woman you've ever seen on land, but what about the ocean? Just come right around this way here and feast your eyes on the only known, authentic, 100% genuine Fiji mermaid skeleton. See the scales, see the tails, the spine, the arms, and the skull. Captured in 1904, Mr. Leveling added the Fiji mermaid, or Doris as we call her, to his radio menagerie. 
Despite her almost immediate death, Doris has remained a part of our family ever since. And here's another member of our family. Grumpy Gus the Fire Breather. Yeah. What's got yeah. you down today, Gus? Careful with those torches yeah. now, or you might have to start juggling them. Now just watch the flames spread to one punch. Two torches, all five torches. Gus the flame-eating fire juggler, ladies and gentlemen. I wish we had time to let you all calm down after that, but there's just too much to see. So take a deep breath and say, what's that smell? Why... I've traveled with the Radio Circus to all five continents of the world, and I can assure you that nobody makes a more delicious treat than our own Jimmy the Popcorn Vendor. Hey, Jimmy, what's new? The popcorn! Oh, the popcorn. And it's only a nickel? With prices like these, it's no surprise you're in the Hall of Wonders yourself, Jimmy. <laughs> this is the part of our journey where I'm afraid we're about to part ways with anyone holding a green ticket. Just duck under this flap here and have a terrific time in Mr. Blank's Radio Petting Zoo. Everyone else, blue tickets only, right this way, and feast your eyes on the grotesque human question. The human so shocking, so amazing, that Mr. Leveling offered 50 American dollars to the first man, woman, or child who can accurately describe him. Gents and ladies, I could get in some real trouble for showing you this unofficial next item on our tour. I should be telling you the history of Socrates, the world's happiest chimpanzee. But if you crowd in close behind his cage here, you can see into our main attraction. As you all know, it's our three-ring big top that makes Leveling and Blank's Radio Circus the largest radio circus to ever travel the globe. No one man or one circus has ever dared to bring so many death-defying acts under one canvas roof for a single night, let alone every night for the past 17 years. Each ring combines the trademark acts that made both men legends in their time. Mr. Blank first rose to prominence as a person of interest in the U.S. of A. thanks to his personal correspondence with Adolf Hitler himself. And today, paying ticket holders need only behold the first ring to know how many clowns can fit in Mr. Hitler's double-long Mercedes-Benz. The second ring closest to us now is once home to Colander the Lion Tamer. That is, until Deborah, daughter of the famous flying trapezios, caught his eye. Today, we're all so proud to have the world's only flying lion taming act as they soar through the air like great glittering birds bending ferocious cats to their will, defying Mother Nature herself not once but three times each and every night. Although partners today, these masterminds of show business were once cutthroat competition, and that's why we reenact the famous duel in which Mr. Blank shot and killed Mr. Leveling every night in our center ring at 8 o'clock p.m., incidentally just 15 minutes from now. I suppose I could be persuaded to let interested parties through here for just 26 cents, a solid four cents off of the box office price. All right, thank you. Now then, kids, let's move along to here is seen alive Sasquatch. Attention, the Jeff. Your presence is needed on the Venetian deck. We better get down there quick. It sounds serious. Okay. What's the fastest route there? Here you go. Did you check these directions for infinite loops? Uh, let me just, um... Here you go. I can't believe we haven't been keeping a ship's log. What about all the reports I've filed? Do we have those? Nope. We send them to command and then reuse the storage space. You could always transfer the data back if you needed it, assuming that your Quimby Data Cloud subscription, subscription is, is current. current. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we just, uh, left up here, keep a backup? It's not like we don't have room. Here, lift 33, hit the button for deck 74. It's a big ship, but from an accurate and correct perspective, our discretionary cargo space is just about nil. Seriously? We don't have room for one more rack of data storage files. Just a few cc's of memory would hold everything we've recorded so far. The manifest is 98.6% full. Yeah? Let's see. Uh, we don't actually keep a copy of the manifest locally. 
I could submit a data request for you. Yeah, don't bother. But you must know where the free spaces are since you dust everywhere. There's space on the Venetian deck. Third door on the left. Trap door. Ladder to the deck below. What's down here anyways? It's one of the bigger decks. You've got your conference suites, your rollerball courts, your air hockey lounge, the board game arena, the tango platform. I'm on a ship by myself, and we have a tango platform and no calendar. Yeah, here we are. I probably ought to tell you, though. What? It is July 17. Happy birthday. Phew. It's I'm, I mean, I don't know what to say. What the hell is that? The cafe bot got a little carried away with decorating your cake. I assure you, there is cake under there somewhere. Larry made a cake? A little bribery goes a long way when frosting is concerned. The Jeff, we got you a present. Just a token of our appreciation. Wow, that's... It's really packed in there. Got a knife? Or just... Ah, and there we go. Why do our bodies hate us? It's like they're always looking for ways to annoy us. Our tissues become inflamed for no good reason at all. The cartilage between our bones slowly dissolves to the point where we can't even move a finger without it being a huge drama show. Our eyes form cataracts. Our short-term memories get shot to hell. Even our own cells forget how to divide properly and mutate into cancer. I could go on and on here, but really, the whole thing about our bodies brings me to my latest half-baked theory. Man was not made in God's image. The first human beings were manufactured by aliens with a cruel sense of humor. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we are made in God's image. He has a cruel sense of humor. Just look at the axolotl. Or the naked mole rat. Or the goblin shark. Or the blobfish. Or the proboscis monkey. Or the matamata turtle. The best part is, regardless of whether or not my theory is true, there's a good chance it's still going to piss off the religious right. Which is what I live for. Huh. Right. Well, thanks anyways, guys. We also got you a skee-ball machine, but it's on back order. So, how are you going to spend your last year as a septuagenarian? What? I'm only twenty- According to personal records, you would have been born precisely 79 standard years ago at the sound of the beep. Three, two, one. Beep! Frequency Earth. Ship's Log. Was written and directed by Rob Schultz and produced by Russell August Anderson, featuring the vocal talents of G. Maximilian Zaru, Nicola Clark, Rob Schultz, Russell Anderson, Dan Waters, Aaron McGaffey, Jack Allison, Nick Mandernock, Kenny Beck, Ben Budman, Peter Dirksen, John Kirk, Morgan Walsh, Gabriel Diani, Johnny Schwartzbein, Sasha Huff, and me, Tim Greer, with original music by Darius Holbert and Z-Rob. Special thanks to DAP Central. This radio program, like so much of creation, is not art. Table operator, Rocco Alloe.